This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Don't forget to check out our Twitter poll there on this matter of academia, whether it should be, uh, whether you agree that it should be a minimum requirement as uh, the University of, uh, the Devon University of Technology has now retrenched the 37 lecturers who have failed to acquire um, master's degrees and uh, despite being given uh, more than 10 years uh, to do so. So check out that Twitter poll at Tabiso Timor at PowerFM987, hashtag PowerBreakfast. In other matters, Judge Colin Lamont, uh, who was presiding over the case of the Marikana Miners versus uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, or was due to preside over that matter, um, the, the matter of uh, Marikana Miners versus Cyril Ramaphosa, lawnmen and government, has now recused himself from the case. An application was launched for Justice Lamont's recusal after he disclosed that he has shares in lawnmen. Uh, Justice Lamont uh, of the South Houting Division of the High Court has shares also and enjoys profits from the mining company Sibang and Steel Water. Uh, lawyers representing the Marikana victims say that the clients are now uh, deciding on a course of action following the judge's uh, decision to recuse himself. Andres Nkome uh, is an attorney, represents the injured and arrested Marikana miners. Good morning, Mr. Nkome. Good morning, Titi. So, firstly, how did it come to light that Justice uh, Lamont was a shareholder in, uh, in, in Lonmin? We received an email from the registrar of the judge, just informing us that the judge had got shares, without indi- giving an indication as to whether the judge on that, on that basis wanted to uh, recuse himself. Uh-huh. So it was that after that uh, we had to take instructions from clients, and they said, just on the basis of the fact that they will be biased, uh, Judge Lamont must uh, have himself recused from the letter. And not even just uh, that, I mean, because there doesn't have to be a, a, a guarantee that there will be bias, but just the perception of bias alone should be enough. Indeed so, yes. And one thing that is glaring in this matter is that it's a nine-year-old case that we have against uh, the government, uh, President Silverapos, as well as Lonmen. But now, and the judge got to know of that the matter had been allocated to him on the 10th of August, that the matter is going to be heard in, in, on the 10th of September, a mm. month later, mm. exactly a month later. Mm. This declaration was only given to us for eight hours before the hearing could uh, commence on Friday, the, the 10th. And that made our clients so very unhappy about uh, what transpired. And they are now saying they need us to assist them further in respect of what needs to happen. Now, tell me about what uh, could uh, happen. I mean, what would be the consequences? I mean, uh, beyond the judge uh, recusing himself, what more could uh, such a recusal, a decision to recuse himself, uh, what other action could it lead to in terms of what your, uh, what your, uh, your, your, your clients have in mind? We could have been saved a lot of time in this matter. If immediately after realizing that the matter had been allocated to him on the 10th of August, the judge indicated that he had got shares, and thereafter, we are able to then approach the deputy judge president and ask for another judge. But now that did not happen, we ended up having to argue on the date of, uh, on the date that we expected to argue about the merits of the matter. We ended, we ended up just arguing about the recusal. Re- 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 so therefore, mm. that wasted a lot of time. Right. I mean, uh, and it's interesting to know why, in fact, he hadn't. What is there any explanation as to 
why initially from the onset he had not made the declaration because it it doesn't sound as if it came from him it, uh, from what i'm under, if i'm understanding you properly yes the declaration did not come from him and uh, we don't have any indications it's, uh, on the morning of the hearing on the 10th of september he indicated that he had sold the 220,000 rand worth of shares that morning of the 10th and uh, we don't even know as to who the shares were sold to so the clients are now on that basis saying but this could have saved us a lot of time in this matter. Why maybe don't we approach uh, the Judicial Service Commission and have, have, have the conduct uh, reported? But obviously we're still taking instructions and we'll be able to communicate later on what now needs to happen. You know, uh, I'm just thinking about other matters. I think uh, the case uh, there in the Eastern Cape, um, the, um, why do I forget, uh, the, the rape case against uh, this pastor, where there was a judge, I think uh, Judge Ma- Ma- Mandela, I think that had to recuse himself from the case, um, and that he didn't do it from the outset. Um, it had to be brought to light first. So, is it a requirement? That it, it, can it not be? I mean, is it not possible that uh, even in a case where there is a perceived uh, conflict, that a judge does not necessarily have to recuse himself until such recusal is sought by the parties? In actual fact, expectation is that upon realizing that I'm going to be presiding on a matter that, one, relates to somebody that I'm related to, or a company in which I've got shares, expectation is that the judge must, on their own, mm-hmm. recuse themselves without having, had, having to have an application made against them. So, so I mean, um, it's an expectation, but is it a requirement? It's a requirement. And, uh, you are required to recuse yourself on your own. As a judge, if you realize that you've got interest in one of the parties that are before you. Right. Now, what would be the possible consequences then, or at least for the judge? I mean, in terms of the action that you would take, um, that you would take from your, your, your clients, in, you know, on behalf of your clients. I mean, what kind of action would the Judicial Services Council take against the judge in this scenario? There would be disciplinary processes that are... Uh, pursued against the judge by the commission and there will be consequences for the judge. How, including what, uh, the, him being struck off or being impeached or what? Uh... Yes, um, uh, impeachment is one of the uh, uh, penalties which might be imposed. Right. To what extent then, I wonder, do we know about the shareholdership or the interest that judges generally have, uh, I mean, in various uh, entities and so on, and that may even uh, be entities that may end up appearing before judges? I wonder uh, whether this kind of thing doesn't happen all the time. You know, there's been another matter that ran its uh, course out in the North Houghton High Court. And uh, apparently the argument which was raised uh, by the judge was that the amount of shares that they held in the entity were trivial to influence a decision that they can make against the entity. And my, my argument, and I, I think argument that's also shared by other people in the legal fraternity, is that for the fact that the judge holds shares in this entity, it means if he makes a finding against this entity mm. for payment of any money, Indirectly, it is the shareholder that's making the payment. So therefore, uh, I tend to essentially be biased against whoever comes mm. and against mm. an entity that I hold shares in. Yeah. Anderson Gomez, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. You've got to wonder how many of uh, this kind of instances actually have happened without them coming to light. Because it wasn't the judge here that on his own made the declaration. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.